you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We are so excited to recap this week's episodes, but we have a special edition. I went in not being sure what to expect on Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which I think going forward, we'll just refer to it as Housewives Girls Trip. I'm obsessed. What do you think, Vanessa? Obsessed. If you are debating on getting Peacock, do it. Um, I, Abby and I both held off truly until this week. Cause our level of FOMO is like out of this world, but um, they dropped Peacock Bravo surprised us, dropped three episodes this week immediately. in our little text groups with our friends who are obsessed with Bravo with us are telling us how amazing it is. And I've watched um, all the first three episodes, episode four dropped today and it is worth it. It is entertaining I think the best thing for me is the acknowledgement of the fourth wall. They're all the pettiness over who has the most, you know, followers or who put housewives on the map. I just think it's really refreshing and fun. And you're getting like such big egos, but then you're also getting moments where they can relate to one another because they've gone through this. You know, I loved, there's a moment where Cynthia and Teresa like have kind of, you know, a heart to heart about divorce and finding love again. And I was really, I think for me, like I loved seeing that side of Teresa and seeing just, just her being open to somebody like Cynthia, who she didn't even know that well. I think it's been really fun knowing that some of these women have seen each other at events and some of them really have are meeting for almost the first time, which is kind of wild to me because all of them were at BravoCon. So it's just kind of crazy to me that, I mean, I know there was a lot going on, but some of them truly have never really talked to each other more than a quick hi you know, I'm Luann. Hi, I'm Kyle. Um, so it's kind of fun to watch these relationships unfold. And I will say the confessional room on site, like they need to have confessional rooms when they go on vacation. It was amazing. Yes. I'm loving it. I loved it. It took me back to like the real world. Yes. I think they need to do that. Honestly, even winter house, they should have done that. I mean, maybe the house was too, didn't have enough rooms, <laughs> but I think anytime where there's a trip and they're going to be at a set location for a period of time, I strongly love the confessional. I, it actually takes me back to Jersey Shore most recently um, of shows I've watched who did an awesome job of that. Uh, but yeah, it's really, really fun. I think too, another thing, and before we kind of move on, because we have a full show today, I think it's also great that these women don't have like necessarily a safety net. So yes, 
So yes, um, Cynthia and Kenya have each other and yes, Melissa and Teresa, you know, kind of have each other too, but they, Kenya, like Ramon and Ramon and Luann, I guess, but there's, there's not a safety net of like, Hey, we're all in this together. I'm thinking Fox force five right now. (laughs) Right. There isn't, there isn't like five against one. There's some people that are friendly, but even like Kyle who knows Ramona really well, isn't afraid to throw Ramona under the bus and tell other people, Hey, Ramona's talking shit about you. I mean, it's nobody has a best friend there with them to protect them, which is kind of fun, which is really fun because I think as viewers, you know, you can kind of tell on certain franchises where it feels like they're all self-producing and kind of trying to withhold information or not say certain things where this is like all bets are off. So I'm really into it. It's such a fun surprise. I think you're going to love it if you haven't joined it. And hopefully this promo code would still work, but someone shared with me um, through our DMs that if you use promo code today, that you can get six months at 50% off. So it should add up to around like $15 or so. And it's not $15 per month. It's $15 for six months of Peacock premium. Which, I mean, I will say you can cancel it, you know, after that, but also keep in mind, I think there's going to be more of these, um, I think girls trip too uh, at, you know, the berserkshires is going to be possibly even more unhinged. So probably it's going to be one of these things we keep around, but if it's worth it, I'm all for the investment. Um, but let's move over to winter house where um, I cannot believe this is the second to last episode. It feels like they kind of maybe weren't sure how much they were going to get and then committed to six episodes and we could have possibly had more, but I will say it is pretty easy to see that this is the beginning of the end for Craig and Natalie, especially when he admits to Jules that he isn't entirely missing her while he's on this trip. Yeah. After she get those flowers, do we know if it was Valentine's day by chance? Um, no, because Craig asked like, is it your birthday? What's oh, going that's on? Right. Okay. okay. And she Thank said you. he just misses her. Yeah. Yeah. No winter house. Uh, I feel like they need to give us a reunion considering all the off camera drama, like Bravo would be kind of dumb not to follow up with a reunion for winter house. But yes, there's so many different dynamics. The end of Craig and Natalie, clearly the end was, were in sight. Um, Andrea and Paige, you can kind of feel that sort of starting to fizzle out a little bit, even though Andrea kind of calmed Paige's nerves a little bit, he, she still is a little bit cautious and isn't getting everything that she wants for him. Like, especially when she's like, don't I look cute? Like she wants to be like, she wants, she's like, um, going after Andrea more than he is on her. And I know she wants to be showered. So I'm glad that she ends up getting a happy ending. And then, of course, there's Austin. Austin just thrives on drama. So first of all, if you've broken up with someone and they are so terrible and so horrible and you truly believe that their life's goal is to ruin your own life, why then when you get a text from someone that says, you know, this person was recently in the hospital, but they're okay, like he knew that. So he then goes and unblocks her and sees all these messages and starts messaging her back. Like for me, once I get confirmation that the person's okay, like it's terrible that she had a seizure in front of her son and her son had to call 911. That is awful. I don't think any parent would ever want to be in a situation where their child is scared regarding a parent and having to call 911 for them. But he kept like internalizing it, kept talking about it. And I feel like it was just like his way of like, he wants to hold on to the chaos that is Madison. And he wants to use that to sabotage his relationship with Sierra because he's truly at the end of the day, not ready to commit to anybody 
And it's like, uh, how Sierra doesn't see this now, especially is mind blowing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there's a lot we haven't seen on camera. I think there's a lot that's not shared. And I guess I will, you know, I'm not a, the number one Austin fan, but I do feel like him and Sierra do seem kind of have more chemistry than I see with him and Madison. I think he just is constantly like mind fucked by Madison. I think he's clearly wasn't over her. I think he um, should be honest to Sierra. I feel like he's going to end up kind of breaking her heart a little bit, but it's just, I don't, I don't know. What did you think about the bro code and Andrea not sharing? I actually think it was smart only because it would have blown up into something with Sierra and Austin before Austin got to tell Sierra. I think if I was Andrea, I probably wouldn't have said anything. I would have maybe said to Austin, like, Hey, the girls are digging around. You need to talk to Sierra if you weren't planning on it, but he did end up kind of pulling her aside and talking to her. I, I'm curious what he's, how he's going to answer the question of, are you still in communications with her? Because obviously Sierra is aware of Madison. I mean, even if she's never watched Southern charm. I'm sure Craig, you know, pulled her aside and gave her an update of what was going on. So it's not like she's completely like oblivious to the fact he had this tumultuous relationship, but I'm really curious how he's going to answer the question of, are you still in communications with her? And if he's going to say what happened where he heard she was in the hospital and blocked him, I think he's honest. It makes sense. Like if someone said to me, my, I found out my ex was in the hospital. She had a seizure in front of her son. Her son had to call 911. I wanted to make sure she was okay. I'd like you're that's a normal response to finding out somebody's in the yeah, hospital. Absolutely. The completely normal. I think he's just and honestly, he's gonna lie I'm, though. Oh, I, don't think I yeah, I think he's dug himself a grave. Like even his comment to Lindsay when he's like, I just want to cry to you right now. And then like it was just a lot. It was a lot emotionally. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna say that like as female, as female viewers, and we normally see our female counterparts who kind of like go through this roller coaster of emotions. It was, it's kind of nice to see a male do it. Oh yeah. And I really appreciate like the fact that he was like, I just want to cry right now. Oh my God. Like he was being so dramatic. And I like even Craig, like was sitting there. I think Craig was all of us. He was just like, Oh God, are we getting roped back into this Madison Austin triangle? Like this is terrible. No, it's, it was, it's horrible, but I mean, can we talk about, we have to give a moment to the party the Viking theme party. They, I will say, and I've said this with summer house before, and I'm so glad it carried over into winter house. They fully commit to theme party. It's, it's not just like, Hey, we're doing the eighties. And it's like, Oh, I brought this t-shirt. I'll just, you know, make the shoulders bigger. It'll be a one short shoulder. I'll wear my sports bra under it and put like, you know, a side pony. Like, I mean, when they're like, we're doing Vikings, they fully commit. They had games, Jason freaking fries, you know, the turkey legs. So all of them, like, it reminded me of like six flags where people are like chomping on those like turkey legs as they're walking around. But I mean, that is like he, they had delivered. That is like a Viking meal. I really, I just love the commitment to a theme. Obsessed with it. I don't even like the snow and I wanted to like participate and be a Viking and do all of it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I just think I want to, I really would love to go to like a summer house party. Like, I just want to be, oh, in, I just yeah. think it'd be so much fun. I don't even need to necessarily hang out with the cast. I just like someone organizing this. <laughs> you and just want to go to the party. Up. I just want to go to the party. I just want to go to the party. Let's be real. I want to hang out with the cast, but it's fun. Winter is fun. And we're next week's our last episode. 
Um, All right. Let's dive into the episode of all episodes, though. So last week on Salt Lake City, we did have the arrest, um, which, you know, we, you know, we knew this was coming. I don't think, and we were told that this next episode was going to be the best episode. I don't think we understood the level of how amazing it would be. I mean, from the start, like, you know, they're still trying to figure out what's happening. I love that Lisa's crying. Although, like, I feel like she kind of has crocodile tears because you never truly see tears rolling down her face. And then they take, they decide they're going to go and they take off and they start going through her stuff. And Heather's like, you know, the body isn't even cold, guys. Oh, but I'll take a lollipop. Yeah, that looks really good. Like, it was just, it was entertainment, comedic genius. I mean, it was just gold. It was one of the best episodes. I truly agree with Andy on that. It was very entertaining to see how, all the different reactions. I like going into that episode. I don't think I would have thought that one Whitney had kind of enjoyment from (laughs) what happened and putting the pieces together. And then Lisa at at one point kind of crying crocodile tears or not. It was just very, very interesting. And then I also love that Barlow while speaking to her six lawyers is trying to like, even though she's mic'd up, covers her mouth as if I you can't hear her. And it's like, um, I think Meredith may know something. I want to know more like why she thought that. Like, uh, I do too. I, mean, I do too. And then let's talk about Meredith in a bathtub for at least four hours. Now, when she originally gets the phone call from the women, and we know it's about a six and a half hour road trip, you know, so they're maybe 30 minutes into this 45 minutes, I'll be generous. They call her, they let her know what's going on. She is at the house, she is fully clothed, she's not in the tub yet. Mary arrives, and we know she's arriving several hours ahead of the women. Meredith is in the tub. The women get there. Meredith is still in this tub. And the best part of it is, so she's talking to all of them while just basically naked in a tub with a ton of bubbles, so she's covered. She then tells Heather, by the way, this is your room. I'm just using your tub. Like, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. It was like Ramona Singer behavior. (laughs) Like how weird is that to use someone else's tub? Like as someone who enjoys baths and Abby knows how much. I was actually going to ask, I needed your opinion on this because I don't do baths. I love baths. And if I went into a situation where I know I have a brand new, well, not brand new, but a clean room, a room that's been cleaned thoroughly and it's for my like pleasure, I would be so pissed off that someone else took a bath in it. I would not want to take a bath knowing that she laid there. It's, I mean, um, it's like you're for, dirty like, five you hours. In. Yeah. I, I mean, for like, I mean, I don't know how she didn't shrivel up to a prune. She must have been, I, she must have like kept like returning off and like draining. And that's, I was thinking about this very deeply, but I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed. I, I get it. I would have been pretty pissed too. I, I would have been, well, especially too. Cause like, what if Heather wanted to take a soak now? Like that tub, I don't know. It's just kind of icky to me, but also Meredith's reaction and her face. We've talked to a lot of people about this. I felt as though deep down inside, like she was excited and happy that this was happening to Jen. It's almost like, you know, when you were growing up and there was like the person you didn't like, and then you found out that like your crush dumped them. So you're like, ha ha, you know, like you have this sense of like vengeance and you feel like validated. I felt like she was almost happy that Jen Shaw was being arrested. 
Oh, a thousand percent. That was Meredith engaging in the drama. She was not disengaging. It was her way of engaging. She was being like, <laughs> I felt like very sly for her. It was like all in the facial expressions. Like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was a very bizarre <laughs> behavior. It was just very strange behavior. But she like looked so unbothered by it all. Like was she kept being, I wasn't surprised. Like she, her and Whitney, even they had the same intuition, but the way they reacted were the same and different. The same in the sense, I think they both had a little enjoyment in the fact that they were right, that something was off and that Jen is not who who she says she is. But then Whitney went into full like Nancy Drew mode, whereas Meredith was just like, like an evil villain in the bathtub. Let's talk a little bit about Whitney's reaction. She immediately knew everything about her business. She suspected something maybe was going on. She also was kind of suspecting how easy it would be to launder money and some of the top like money laundering. And I love too that Heather's like, I mean, I've watched Ozark, so I I know this stuff. Uh, I was impressed by how much Whitney knew, which leads me to believe Whitney has questioned and wondered about her business for a long time and kind of the same way I felt. I it wasn't making sense to me and like all of her riches and wealth didn't add up based on what she said she did and her husband being a coach. But then Whit then Whitney says, I thought maybe she just had a sugar daddy. And then we get this whole Jen was in an Uber, got out of the Uber And Lisa Barlow, I feel like knew who maybe she went to see that night. Like, do we think Jen Shaw was having an affair? I don't. So I've been trying to keep up with, you know, the Jen Shaw of it all, especially when it came to the Uber ride. Apparently her assistant picked her up because the Uber driver she was in, she didn't feel safe. And they, like the information or something like wasn't like adding up. So she didn't feel safe and someone else picked her up. Okay. But, but do we I don't know I mean, that. I, I don't know. I mean, she's also like know. claiming, you know, that she's done nothing wrong and she's a victim and all of this. And I mean, there's a lot that shows that she did a lot wrong. Uh, she's also claiming this was a fun headline today. Um, so, you know, if you had to say who was on the other line when she says, hey, baby, like <laughs> Sharif has internal bleeding. Sharif Sr. has eternal bleeding. Who's on the other line? Oh, Jen Shaw's claiming it's the feds. It's it's New York. It's a phone number detective from New York. Yeah, and like, she no. said, hey, baby. Yeah. No, no. Like, I mean, the lying this woman does. I mean, the way she was able to lie on her feet, that to me was unbelievable um, in watching it all. And I, all of it was, it was, it was wild to see the women unravel. I was super impressed and I'm glad that Whitney, you know, running her business has her um, dots, her eyes dotted and her T's crossed because she knew exactly like how the lead generation worked and everything and how easy it is to scam people. It was, it was just very interesting. I mean, she seemed to know a lot right away. She was like, well, they're going after seniors. They're going after people who, you know, and then it's recurring payments. I was, <laughs> I was like, wow. She explained um, it really well though. I mean, I felt she like, did. I was like, I got it. I was like, I got it. So uh, yeah. And I found it interesting going back to the dinner where they start to kind of acknowledge everything. What's your take on Meredith, Meredith's tale of the purse? The tale of the purse. I mean, there's clearly video footage of somebody taking a clutch. 
And she said she has the footage, you know, footage of him returning it. I mean, I, like the person, I forgot what the, the person said that they didn't take it. Um, and there was like more to it. I do feel like that person did steal the clutch. I don't think Jen Shaw told them to. I, I, I truly don't believe that. I think Jen loved flaunting her wealth. So I think she would have been like, oh, let me buy that for you. Like, I just don't, I don't think she would have told any of her assistants to steal it. But I do think, I do think an assistant stole it. What do you think? So I found his, the post and I'm just going to read it. His assistant, he denies, he goes standing up for myself because no lights are going to be put out there like that without acknowledgement. I didn't want to let it get to this, but here we are. I'd like to address a false accusation made last night by one of the cast members of Salt Lake. The footage she brought up is twisted and chopped. First off, no one is stealing a bag from somewhere would hold it in their hand, flaunting it. Like they tried to make it seem, um, try to make, they tried to make it seem, if you look at what they circled closely, you'll see that whatever I'm holding is not green. That green clutch was inside the bag wrapped in paper. When the manager reached out, I was confused because Jen had only looked at white ones. So I looked inside the bag and found the green clutch. I said I could bring it by if she was still there, but she said I could just bring it the next day, like I did. There was no hesitation, just confusion on how on our part how that happened. This woman is trying to reach from all sides like her life depends on it for a TV show while having skeletons in her closet, deflect the attention elsewhere so no one sees the reality of their own lives. I would never steal anything in my life for myself or for anyone. I was raised to be honest, humble, hard worker, and to love and respect the people that love me back. I would never disrespect Jen by stealing from one of her friends. She was there to support her store. Why would I want to steal anything? And there's more okay. to it. Oh, I mean, I think this is sort of like the whole Erica Jane. Did she know? Did she not know? We're never really going to know the truth. The per- But at the end of the day, the purse was returned, right? So almost like no harm, no foul. I do feel like Meredith was like wanting to just like the, the grave was being dug for Jin Shaw and Meredith was throwing the dirt on and just heaps because then she says that Jen is flagged at Louis Vuitton for paying cash, which I thought was odd because I, I don't know in my mind, somebody who's really wealthy would would have no problem paying with cash. It would be the people who can't afford it that would put on a credit card and not pay it off. You know, like, I don't know. And I guess maybe if she just shopped there a lot and was always spending a lot of cash, but I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like Louis Vuitton would necessarily flag somebody for, for that. But Louis Vuitton kind of came forward or a a person who works at Louis Vuitton said that she is not flagged as red in the system, but another housewife is, this was on Demois. Um, We don't know who it is. Many people are speculating that it's Kim. Zolziak Beerman. Um, but I mean, what do you think about the whole paying cash thing? I don't know if that's like that shady to me. So I, we received a couple messages from people who've worked in like high end luxury stores. I've, I heard like two different things that the cash isn't one isn't a red flag, but then I also heard cash someone mentioned, and I forgot how they explained it. So please forgive me and bear with me, but they said cash is also can be a red flag in the sense that sometimes those folks may be more likely to return it, like use it and then come back and return it back for the cash because um, it's like they're borrowing it. Yeah. But putting a down payment on. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Sadly, we're not in that, (laughs) that level of life where we're just shopping at Louis Vuitton to know. Nor do I drop like 
first of all, I never have more than $3 cash on me. So like the idea that somebody had 3000 is kind of like mind blowing to me. Like I'm always like saying to my husband, like the night before the cleaning lady comes, I'm like, which one of us is going to the bank? Because I have $7 to my name, like, you know, in my wallet right now. Um, so I couldn't imagine just like carrying around 10,000, 5,000, $3,000. No, I uh, couldn't either. And I, I mean, I don't know if it has to do with like, t- I have no idea, but maybe, well, I'm, I'm done trying to justify this. Who knows? We can't, we can't Who explain knows? this because we, we don't know that life. Yeah. We don't know this life. We want the life, but we don't know the life. And it's kind of wild. It was truly what an episode. a wild episode. I think it went down for me best in a different kind of way. Like best in obviously like true crime, watching that all unravel. Um, but I think other Housewives episodes may top it for me for different reasons. Yeah, though. I think as far as like when you think about a full, like um, the full range and offering, like I, there wasn't a ton of moments of like, there wasn't like a heartfelt moment where like somebody was like, you know, supporting one another and you're like, oh, there wasn't a moment where you were like, somebody said something so hysterical. Like, I mean, we were laughing at Meredith in the tub, but it's kind of a different humor than who was hunky dory. Like, I agree. I think there were better episodes that had the full offering, but what I liked about this and maybe what was missing a little bit in Beverly Hills is it happened immediately. And then these women weren't all of like afraid to say the reaction from the start when Sutton gathered everyone together at Dorit, Dorit's house, there were some women who didn't even want to speak because they were like really unsure of what was happening and what they could say. And I think the women in Salt Lake were like, all of them were willing to talk about it. Nobody was really holding back how they felt. Not at all. No, all right. I, I appreciated that. And I think that goes to, you know, that's like season two naivete, I suppose. Like, but like, there was no way to hide behind the cameras in that moment. Like they were all like contractually obligated to be there. And, and they, yeah, rely it was on happening in real time. It was yeah. happening in real time, which is beauty of reality TV. So it's wild. I look forward to Jen's reappearance after her court date and all of it. It's, it's very, very fascinating. And it's even more fascinating her response online. Um, quick side note before we hop out of Potomac, but there's going to be a Hulu special. So yes. Abby and I will share our thoughts about that on Patreon. Housewife and the um, Shaw Shocker. So <laughs> is that what it's really called? That's what they're saying. Yeah. The Shaw Shocker. Wow. Okay. Not right. shocking to me. I will say like rewatching this, I did kind of like in my head, I was like, I felt like Denise Richards where she like put her, like has her arms crossed and kind of makes a smirk when they're like, tell us what really happened. I mean, I did kind of have this, like, I told you so moment and watching all this. Cause it's like, okay, I always knew there was something off on Jen Shaw and it's kind of validating to be correct. You did. You did, Abby. You yeah. said it from day one, you yeah. day one. I was fooled by the shot squad for sure. Yeah. It's wild. All right. Let's move on to Potomac. Um, you know, a full size 12 episode. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to make a pun here about Mia's feet. I am shocked that she wears size 12. I will say in my sorority, there was a person I loved. Um, she was like my roommate one semester. She's amazing. If she's listening, I'm not going to say her name, but it killed me that she was a size 11 shoe. So she could never really share with any of the girls in our sorority house, which if you've ever lived in a sorority house, everyone's closet is kind of fair game. People just kind of come in and they take your shoes and they take your, you know, your shirts and your dresses and stuff, but size 12, I've never heard of somebody being a size 12 shoe, I know. a female. 
I mean, I think isn't Paris Hilton size 11? I feel like Paris yeah. Hilton is like the one I know who has. She's a size 11 um, and she's pretty tall. I mean, they say like your feet are the taller you are, the bigger your feet are because you have to be more like balanced because you stand taller. But um, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like I kind of feel like, and I'm glad that women try to explain this to her. I think Candace likes to pick at things that people truly cannot change, control, or help. Short of, I guess, having extremely painful and probably not even legal or recommended surgery. Mia, you know, it's not like she could cut her foot off or have it amputated to make it smaller, but that's ridiculous. Like she can't help the fact that she has a size 12 shoe. Why is that like a dig you want to throw at somebody? That's like me being like somebody making fun of me for having like blue eyes. Like I didn't pick my eye color. It's genetics. It's just the way I am. Like, it's- yeah, it's a way it's the way God made me. Damn it. Yeah. It was very, I, you know, and Candace started to have a little bit of a point there when she started to explain like all the digs that other people have made and why is it circling on her? She would have actually like gotten me and I would have been like, all right, Candace, this is good. Has she taken any accountability for the anger in her words? There was no accountability. It's like, you kind of, yes, that has happened to other people. And yes, it's been interpreted however it's been interpreted. However, you need to kind of own the shit you've said and said, yeah, what I said was wrong and I I fucked up, but you all came after everyone else. And like, then, you know, she would have spun it like that. It would be like, okay, Candace has a point here, but she hasn't owned up to anything. in fact, she's doubled down, I feel like more. I know. And I think it was like frustrating every single person except for Wendy. And I don't know why Wendy is like blindly defending Candace. Like, I, I think anybody with a, a set of, you know, good ears, eyes, and a brain could figure out that what Candace is doing isn't right. She cuts way too deep. She has no remorse, no accountability. It's like she could never do anything wrong. And, you know, but everyone can wrong Candace. It's it's frustrating and almost to the point where like there were moments where she made this reunion like unenjoyable. But like every, I mean, every woman was trying to explain something to her. And even Mia was like, okay, I'll own the fact that I'm messy on social media. I love that she tried to blame her social media manager. Um, that oh is, seems to be God. like the classic move. Like, well, I didn't actually tweet that. I have somebody it's, who does that. It's a new podcast. Like yes. remember for a moment in time, it was all about what people said on podcasts and this yes. person said this on podcasts. Now it's a social media manager. I mean, it is. It, I, I truly loved that. Um, I saw that you made a note of this and I have the exact same feelings. Why was Escala even at this reunion? <laughs> no one asked know. her a direct question. She literally sat there, chimed in for probably all of an hour and then they excused her. And then she had her paper, her receipts. She was writing. She's like, look at all these things you said about me. And then that was it. It was on it. It was very pointless. And I do like Escala. I I enjoy her. I thought she enjoyed her facial expressions. Another Kyle Richards-esque, you know, facial expression person to meme. So I enjoyed her, but she was pointless. Uh, Jizzy and Karen, the best from frenemies. The best duo. The fact that like, you know, I think they were trying to explain to Candace, like we go after each other, but we also still respect each other. And then they were like, you said she had an STD. You wished her husband death. Like, you know, but yeah. they both kind of sat there and like, well, yeah, we said those things, but it's okay. Like, I just, I love the way they are. I think they realize they need each other. What I thought was really, really sweet and really nice. When Andy said, I want you to say one nice thing about him. Typically when he asks somebody to do that, they'll say like, your dress is pretty and that's it. And they both really had like heartfelt, meaningful compliments to give one another. And I loved it. 
It was so nice. And I think the the self-awareness those two have that they need each other and they complement each other is genius. So I loved it. I thought it was so cute. Um, I was kind of thrown off guard by Ashley being open to throuples again. Well, I love that. She's like, you know, I'm feeling very, you know, sexually attracted. She looked amazing too. I will say, I mean, like there were moments where I was like, damn, Ashley, like you look better than you did pre-kids. And I don't, I'm not judging people's appearance. I'm just saying like, she looked insane. Um, amazing. And she was just saying, I've worked really hard. I feel better about myself. I feel sexual. I kind of liked how like Jizzy was like, oh, good. Are you getting with girls too? And she's like, I mean, it was just kind of like, wow, the evolution and openness of this group. If that would have been said in Orange County, when Vicky was still on the show, Vicky would have walked off. Oh yeah. I would have been too crude or whatever, but you know, I, I love how Ashley like kind of owns her sexuality and isn't ashamed by it. And there's no like shame in it at all. I just can't imagine doing that with Michael Darby. That's why I usually <laughs> react and yeah. respond to these things because it's the Michael Darby of it all. And Candace will be apologizing to Ashley if she decides to become a mother because every person does. I have, you have like every person, once you become a mom, you're like, man, I was an asshole or man, I shouldn't have done this. Or I wish I would have done this. Like it's normal. You apologize for things you didn't know, but I feel like for Candace, it's going to be extremely humbling because like the comments she said about, you know, Ashley having a Corona after saying, you know, she had a miscarriage and, you know, she brought that up several, like a couple seasons ago, calling her wide, like. Ashley, like, I feel like a lot of us apologize to our friends who had kids before us. Cause it was a lot of like, I didn't know how to support you more. I should have like, instead of coming over and thinking you wanted to talk to me for two hours, I should have just dropped off a meal and left you alone. Or, yes. you know, not always like try to schedule happy hours, which for a new mom is the worst time. Cause you've got a feed or you've got a pump. And it's like, I think just being a little bit more like flexible and supportive is sort of like the big takeaway for a lot of us when we become moms. But for Candace, I'm like, girl, you're going to have, it's going to be extremely humbling for her. And especially when she realizes that after you deliver that baby, you don't have a flat stomach right away. I mean, like your body expands to grow this baby. It takes a little bit of time for some longer or shorter than others. And that's a whole other discussion. But even if she has a so-called quick bounce back, she's going to have that moment where she gets out of the shower 24 hours after she's had the baby, sees herself in the mirror and is going to go, what the hell happened to me? We all have had that. I just think, yeah, she's going to have a lot of apologies and it's going to be extremely humbling for her. I cannot wait. All Um, right. And then we end, last thing we ended on, which I kind of like died. Wendy said, you had a tummy tuck, but did you keep Jamal? Like, damn. I don't remember Jizzy having a tummy tuck. I don't either. I don't know. I guess she's just like bringing shit up, but it was, I mean, it was great. It was great. Yeah. I feel like I'm enjoying Potomac because they're entertaining and they're fun. I do feel like this could just spend three parts and bring in Nicki. I would rather have more of the Nicki Minaj stuff instead of waiting it for part four. I agree. Um, I, yeah, it feels like we didn't need this many parts. Like I'm kind of like, are we, I feel like we might be dragging it out knowing that there's two more. Um, okay. Well, in true fashion, we need to do our shout out. Who is your shout out this week, Vanessa? Mine is going to be Britney Spears again, because last week I wasn't sure if she was officially going to be free. 
And this week she is, she can buy candles now. She can have cash. She can have an ATM card. I am just so happy for her. And you guys know, I stand Brittany. So I always think it's easier to judge, but I think anyone should reserve judgment for someone who's been held captive in their life. So Brittany, love you. I know when she talked about how exciting it was. So that's like she listens to this. Like I know. I think she does. She thanked the free Britney movement. Uh, (laughs) My shout out, which kind of compliments yours, is going to another artist who has sort of emerged lately. The way you stand, Brittany, is probably the way I stand Adele. I love her. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's a hilarious human being. I think she keeps it so real. She's never one to shy away from a tough question in an interview or dance around a topic. I just love her and her voice is insane. Her special with Oprah, I mean, to like hear the songs and then cut to the interviews. I thought it was the perfect like flow, the couple that got surprised with the engagement. And then they're like sitting there and there's all these famous people around them. And I don't know, there's just so many aspects of that special with Oprah that I was so obsessed with. So my shout out this week goes to my girl, Adele. 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 Yeah, we're not going to make that a habit, guys. Don't worry. The the British accents aren't going to be a thing. But I do thank it with you. Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she thinks it's amazing. She actually does. She's always yeah. like, why do you talk like Bluey? I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cute. My kids, I do try to con- um, mimic Peppa Pig sometimes. Mr. Zebra. Um, okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Though. We're done. You guys are like, okay. Thank you so much for supporting us through our horrible English accents. We've been getting so many great reviews in. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's such a great free way to support us. So if you haven't done so already, hit five stars. If you have a minute, write a quick review. We see them all. We share the good. We recently shared a bad one that made us laugh, um, but we we really do appreciate it. And then if you're looking for a way to support us beyond just the podcast, um, another free way to do that is to follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. And then if you're feeling super generous as the holiday spirit, um, holiday season is upon us, join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. Thank you guys so much. We will not be recording next week because it will be uh, Thanksgiving. So we're going to enjoy that time with our family and friends. And we hope you all do the same as well. Thank you. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go. Let's go. Show up on day one. Work out with us for 30 minutes. Feel good right away. Yo. Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks. Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started?